Good afternoon and welcome to Isotopica with me Simon Tishko here on Resonance 104.4 FM and today on the show we shall be taking a backstage conversational detour with rogue enthusiast and performance artist and old time friend Mr David Ellis as guests of picture editor Paul Prowse at the Getty picture library in Westbourne Park. This is an amazing and labyrinthine collection of photographic images going all the way back to the beginning of photography. They've got glass plates and reproductions and boxes and boxes and boxes of negatives, prints of quite frankly some of the most, well all of human life. They've got everything there. It's everything documented. I say that absolutely faithfully. Um, the library itself is available online. Um, if you just Google Getty, you will find what they've got. And they've got a gallery in the West End and the archive itself is known to the public. But thanks to Paul Prowse and the relationship I've had working with him over the years through the small but precious archive within the archive which belongs to my brother Stefan Tishko who died in 1969. He was a very glamorous and groovy young swinging 60s photographer whom I spent brief but very exciting and influential times with. Um, it's a huge part of my life story and that is held very preciously within the Getty archive. Um, today we actually stumble across that archive a little bit earlier than intended. We were going to cover it in a separate journey, which we may still do, but we actually came across the trunk somewhere in the middle of the talk and walk around. For the details, specific links and previous episodes are all available on my website which is www.theculture.net and with that I say pin back your ears and follow us on a detour through the Getty Archive. So these are American? Yeah, yeah, they are American. A collection called FPG, which is the Freelance Photographers mm. Guild. And just look, there's a nice folded back piece of brown brown paper there with a little and a haircut. Almost looks like Adolf Hitler, but it wouldn't have been. It's kind of got the, the curve and the fold over. I mean, every single one, you've got a story. You can just concentrate. How you can be in a place like this, it must be so overwhelming, with boxes and boxes and boxes, when every, you could just stop at one frame, one piece of glass, and continue that for a month. So there are thousands in this corridor alone then, really. Mm. We've got thousands. Yes, this is a very, very small, small part of the collection. Yeah. We have to emphasise that, you know, for those who are listening to us here. Um, can we press on? Yes, please. Let's press on. Okay. I'm following. Um, is there a, is, I'm going to ask the question again. Is there a certain way that we're meant to talk in an archive? I mean, there's a tendency to start <laughs> to, to, to talk slightly more quietly. Is that, do you, are you tempted or not on this occasion? Well, there are, I think it's because it is quiet. It is quiet. You've got the nice, gentle little hum of the, um, of the air conditioning. And it is quiet, and it's, it's like, have you ever been to a confessional box? Did you ever do Roman Catholicism? Uh, not me, no, I, I didn't. Did you Paul? Well, so I'm just... We're lost in the archive. Lost. No, here we are, here. we're going to go up some steps here. Sorry, if okay. you seem a bit distracted... No, 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 no. you're, you're finding a route through I'm all of this. I'm finding my own route. But going back to Roman Catholicism, you go into the confessional box, and it's incredibly soundproof. And it, the box closes in on you. No sound comes in or out. It's kind of, and that's you get that in an archive here. Okay, so what are we? These are indexes. We've got the indexes here. Old number system stone. W one, W two, W three. Very old. Just prints to be filed. 
Uh, here we have here, so let's have a little read of some of the categories here, which we've got uh, contents, bay one, far end. We have human interest, human interest, human interest. That continues down on the right hand side, human interest plus war, plus war. And um, then war without human interest. <laughs> and then we've got, let's dig into some human interest then. That's because anyway, that's why we're here. Let's have a look at some of these photos and see what we've got. Okay, what do we got here? Who's she? Okay, glasses time. Lovely NBC songstress, Jean Ellington. Beautiful blues singer who hails from San Francisco. Is heard every Wednesday and Thursday from 1 o'clock to 1.15 Eastern Standard Time over the NBC Red Network. She is also featured soloist in the House of Peter Dogler Presents, a variety show broadcast over WJZ from 6.30 to 6.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursdays. Singing in her stocking feet is her favourite superstition. <laughs> That's 1938. Okay, let's let's go to 1968 here. I, I kind of, that's that's sort of that's kind of common ground here. That, yeah, a lot of ground. And there's uh, what we're looking at here: hippie, bare feet, bare feet, big watch. It's a free festival for sure. Also, uh, I, would, I would think. This yeah, is, or it could be. That's uh, American. You think so? Why? I don't why know. I don't know. I'm just wondering. It's possible. In um, band, it's it's been raining. This is uh, it's it's a, a black and white photograph. Um, rather lovely. Again, is that a chillum beside? No, it's an empty beer bottle. Ah, and this is Park Avenue, New York. Yeah, this is this is this is American. Ooh, look. So there we have it. Easy Rider, the choppers. Well, we well it's not like Easy Rider, but let's see what it, it will tell us on the back. I love the stamps. Someone's hand stamp, bajonk. So you've got photographed by Tony Freedom from St. Hilda Street, Anaheim, California. So yeah, this yeah. is okay. San Francisco, and the Freelance Photographers Guild Inc from New York. So he's represented by an organization in New York. You've got two massive choppers here. Did I tell you I met Dennis Hopper? <laughs> did you? I did. I made him laugh. Look at those rings. With me, no, that's, 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 that, before bling was bling, I mean, these are just rings. I mean, this, this, there's a character in front of us here, looks a little bit like Eric Burden, of formerly of the animals of many years. So again, we're back in 1968, maybe actually 66, 67. Mm -hmm. A lot of jewelry, a lot of jewelry there going on. Black and white photograph. Um, so that's New York. Shoppers. That's New York. So we've touched straight in. So that's, What's interesting is that we've got this here, and then perhaps we're going to move towards war here. But it might Are you going to be able to get these back where they're supposed to yes, be? Yes, they're, they're just here. This, uh, no, this, and it, here. this one? And this, this is from the top. Likewise. This one's there. And in that, I can't go past the fire without no, no, ruining no, it. No, it's fine. It's, it, it goes in there. Which is See, that could be a whole feature from and the whole world changes because a photograph goes into the wrong folder. Then someone comes on and does some world important kind of research. What? And the stocking singer from New York changes the course of history. I'm not a betting man, but I, I, I'm, I'm sure I've got my feeling is that there must be some reference going on here to Vietnam War. Well, all wars. Well, that would have been 68, 67, 68, the chopper hippies, I would have thought. Yeah. It happened very rapidly, the 60s, that whole thing. From it not existing, beatniks, up to Summer of Love, and then the end in 69, Altamont, Rolling Stones, Stabbings, Hell's Angels. Curious thing. Look, straight out there. Stockings, one of those stockings. Big stocking legs. Any spells that you Anything to say about the smells? Because I mean, there's, there's, there's a whole, there's a first layer of smell for me, which is, is just the paper. Paper. But that's the initial, but then something just underneath starts. Maybe I'm more, you're, you're more familiar with um, um, photography. Photographs. And, and, and labs. Fresh Dark rooms. Dark rooms and things. It's an absolutely unmistakable and amazing and beautiful smell. A slightly vinegary smell from the fixatives and the developer. Let's have a little walk down here. Of course, it's all, we're, we're in a very large building here where there's a lot of people working here, but there's no evidence that they are actually here. Um, Still life, just a random picture. Yeah. 
Someone's printed this by hand in the dark one. There you go, hang on. I'm gonna keep my finger in it because I'm sure I put the other one. Still life, very big trees, probably redwoods. Someone's handwriting, yellow pines in fact. Pinus, Pinus I'll make the next bit out, hydroponica. Because I can't read his writing. California, Pasadena. Okay. Let's see the size, the size of these trees. Every time, I, I always, when I see these trees, it reminds me of uh, the, the, the tree in uh, the Vertigo, the film, or the yeah. timeline. Let's have a look here. Spend a lifetime, couldn't you, just coming along and pulling Oop. a snap. That's London, look, we've gone from California tree to marathon runners or something. That's just outside Parliament. Nice bit of news. Oh, no, I've got two pictures here at once. Yeah, there you go. Looks like um, Mick Jones from The Clash at first look, but he never ran a marathon. Oh, no. 1960 started the London Brighton Relay. Beneath London's dull, foreboding clouds, this morning, Saturday, runners get away to a good start from the old Palace Yard, Westminster, in the annual News of the World National Road Relay Race from London to Brighton, the event which was last year won by Derby and County Athletic Club. So, 1960, News of the World sponsored um, a jolly good run to Brighton. Oh, how times change. Of course, these, all these um, descriptions are type typewritten at this point um, yeah kind of individually typewritten um, I get the feeling of Ronio stat comes to mind don't you get the sense of us coming in here and just damaging everything because I'm sure I've put nearly all of those back in the wrong folder uh, okay. we'll edit that out Twiggy Sharon Tate Sigourney Weaver Willy Wonka and the Choctaw Factory Twelfth Night, Blair, Tony, Bancroft, Anne, Bale, Christian, Bastedo, Alexandra Bastedo, do you remember her? No. She was a very blonde, kind of cheekboned actress that played in things like, do you remember the Champions? Yes. 1960s, da 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 and people with cheekbones, the men and the women, all had cheekbones, which gave them special powers. I kind of made that bit up, but I think you get the idea. On this side here, we've got uh, Terence Stamp. We've got the Snowdens and Rig Diana. Star. Prince Rampling Star, Charlotte. Stamp. Royalty Miscellaneous. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thatcher Blair in the same box. Look, how appropriate. Wonka, Willie. <laughs> what a Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> I made that up too. Can't resist it. Sellers, Peter, Seymour Jane. Ooh. Quaid, Dennis. Tartam O'Neill, Lumley, she doesn't even have a name on it, uh, she doesn't actually have her surname because Lumley is just Lumley, Nat Trej she's known as. This is, we've got some more cards here, index cards under Keystone, Keystone was a very, one of the major, con um, contributed a lot of the work here, I mean, yeah. Wailing. So here we have, ventri we've got one section under <laughs> ventriloquists and uh, so there's loads of photographs here. Can we read their numbers, ventriloquists? Uh, oh, there we are. No, there it is. Ventriloquist, JG10495, and that's all written in biro. So that's obviously very meaningful at some point. And then it goes to washing. And, um, and Valentine's Day is off. Universities, whaling, women, wrestling, Yugoslavia, youth, and Yemen. Yes. Yemen. Yemen, yes. not Yemen, Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia. What a lovely box. I mean, um, there's pro yes. possibly the whole world in there. Uh, All right, what's that? Beatles, noise? of course. Ah, the, this is we got the Beatles when they were still referred to as a vocal group. Okay. Uh, look at that. Vocal group. Ringo Starr. And the Star. name's Paul McCartney is at the top of the Ringo Starr, Paul George. 759712. Uh, at the Cavern, early days. So these are photographs in Liverpool at the, at the Cavern. So that's, again, sign up. That's lovely. Beatles vocal group. See, once again, this card will now go back in the wrong place and no one, the Beatles will disappear from history. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's so Have you heard that band? Mary There's a Atkins. young people's pop music band called Ringo Death Star. No. Yep. This, this, you see, again, this corridor, this is the corridor of Keystone, again, the cards. And these are just the index. Again, it's huge. There are yeah. thousands. Endless, come and have a look at millions. the endless, endless corridor In fact, of information. Here at the Getty, there's millions of images. And, um, and the data that goes with it. 
Royal Scots. Oh, it's just too extraordinary. Now there's little envelopes. These look like getting... This is like if you get the sack and you get a little brown envelope, don't you? Or at least you used to. Or the wages. The wages know. or an envelope saying... Um, yes, yes. I mean... Yes, these are the ne these are negatives. And oh, they're actually negative negatives. Negatives plus um, newsprint. Uh, kind of Notice how the information about it is actually fading because it's all been done in felt tip. Mm. So gradually, the information fades and it's back to boxes of random negatives again. But think of it in these terms: you could never have boxes of random floppy disks. If these were floppy disks, a they wouldn't work. B they'd be meaningless. Look, these ones are scanned and online, so all these negatives have been hand-scanned. Francois in Venice, 1962. Peter Finch at home, 1962. Let's have a quick look. Lord Mayor, elect at home. This must be the at home section. Yeah. <laughs> There's sorts of little... Let's have a little look. Oh my God, it's private about. Who is this? This is Peter Finch. I met his and, son. And oh my God, look, Roniostat. Yes, it is. Roniostat, I don't quite know what it is, but it's like blue photostat. It's really gorgeous very blue beautiful. and makes me think of spies and blueprints. And yes. I want to be very delicate with this. Let's just read a thing. Mid-year, he has prospects of co-starring oh, okay. in a film with British director Carol Reed, a film by Carol Reed, which he thinks would be wonderful. Well, look at the title, The Wide Open Spaces of the Suburbs for Peter Finch. Mm -hmm. uh, the English weather is a source of disgust to Mr. Peter Finch, the boy from Sydney, Australia, who made good in Britain. He now lives with his wife and 20-month-old daughter, Samantha, in a house 10 miles out of London. But it's the blue, the blue of that ink. Yeah. That's a lovely little thing. Uh, what are they? They're medium format individual negatives. Okay, they're cut one at a time. Listen, that, that nice paper. There. Oh, and there's, there's Peter Finch at home. With, his, with Samantha with a carpet and a, and a very sensible armchair and a very sensible guard around his fire. See, all those precautions. Okay, back in the right envelope. Yeah. Look, there's a little book here, someone's black book. Or is that yours? Oh, that is mine. <laughs> 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 Guggenheim Art, 1962. This is like been at a very exclusive party, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Count Harold and his future wife, 1962. Did you know Count Harold? Dear Count Harold. The German Hoffnung family. The good old Hoffnungs. Beauty delivers the meat. 1958. <laughs> what on earth? Making shop window models. Barbara Lyon. Ford Research. Indian boy. Sights and sound in Uganda. Sorry, David, carry on. Okay. There's a title here. Bally boys are shy. 1952. Um, I've known a few Bally boys in my time. They weren't that shy. Is that? Beverly Nichols at home. Butlins. Keep fit dogs. Keep fit dogs. And the GIs in England. 1951. And Lady Mechanic. Yeah. Baby uh, takes notice. What is that new section here? Daily Express. The Daily Express. Oh, these look um, really serious. Uh, now we're looking into these are beautiful these folders. Are big folders. They these look like, like medical records. Actually. Yeah, this is a medical records. These are the, the kind of catalogues they actually have in heaven. And when you go <laughs> go up there, they open it up. So this is actually Good. genuinely negatives now. Yes, 1972. And we are looking <gasps> at some beautiful contacts, contact sheets. Yeah, with the negatives. Belinda Green, Australia, and Jeremy Adam, UK. Beauty Competition Miss World, this is again 1962. Uh, Sir Stephen McAdam, MP. I've got a, I can feel a profumo coming up somewhere. There's a sense of perfumo yeah, around there's a scandal. What that is. There's probably there's a, a scandal there's somewhere. There's a hidden scandal in here. There's Maybe we could unearth yeah, a if hidden it, scandal. I don't know. It's, well, it's a dangerous place. It has been a scandal. Given what's going on at the moment, it's rather even more interesting being here. You know, just, uh, digging around amongst the, the red tops. 
Were they red tops then? They well, were yes, they, they, but they, they, were were, broad, they weren't broad sheets. They, they were broad but sheets. The Daily Express, they just didn't have a red top. The, the Daily the, Express, wasn't it much more classy then? Uh, or is it 72? No, not sure. Daily Express negative catalogue. I mean, I thought Daily Mail should have a negative catalogue because everything they do is negative. Ha 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 See the perfume of Barbara Windsor in this box. Let's see. Potter. Oh. Look at that. That's beautiful. Oh, look. Rush Medicine. Recognise the label. Look, the pills. Wonderful. Now, can anyone see that? No, we can't. I want to know what pills they are, obviously. Why would someone take photographs of this? Do you think this is for, for commercial purposes? Or yeah, or, or it could, actually, research? it's got on the back, it could be dispensing containers of drugs, pills and capsules. So they're random, it's not about anything specific. Because that would have been around the time of thalidomide, which sort of ah. springs to mind. Mm. Uh-huh. There's the, the coach of, um, what was it? Magical Mystery Tour of the Beatles. In fact, it could be. No, there's some kind of pop band there, look. <laughs> yes. With Mop Top, it could be the Beatles. Maybe that actually is. It's being marked out. This is the, the, as vocal group. What's it got in the back? Here you go. Policeman asked yes, Paul, Paul McCartney, McCartney yeah, yeah. to move along as they're blocking the pavement. <laughs> Waits on payment at Allsop Place for a coach to take them on a few days filming in, in the West, West Country. Country. Which was the Magical Mystery Tour. Yeah, so maybe it was. Because it went through West Country. They, did they have that haircut there? Hmm. And Reading... Leading English capital to immigrant children. Curious, oh, curious mixture on one sheet. No, let's get that back in there. Let's say, <gasps> 1967. Nice. Then what about 68 or 69? 69 there, yeah. Go for that one. Ooh, bang. Book number six, 1969. And book number five, 1969. Some military tattoo. There's a couple of dolly birds. They look like they're selling something. Ooh, look, they're all stuck together. I don't want to move those. That noise of contact sheets stuck to the negatives. It's not too bad, actually. But there's a bit of dampness in there. Blimey. Well, this. Uh, hmm. Okay, it will tell us on the back. Here we go. Yes, instead of us guessing, Justin Arnold. Other School uh, of Economic Students meeting at St Paul's Cathedral. So, Philip Eving delivering press handouts for fashion firm to beat postal strike. Once again, the stamp, 1969 stamp that someone's got. Some nice medium format. Look, big, chunky. Yes, this is a student demo, student demonstration. Mm-hmm. Oh, how nothing changes. Student demonstrators and leaders. It's rare that you hear those that now, you know, demonstrators and leaders. I mean, they're sort of... Kind of we, uh, we, we are, are all conspirators. Yeah. Conspiracy was a charge that would have been brought against people protesting in those days, so they were doing the Spartacus thing even then. I am Spartacus. We... Spartacus. Actually, you're Spartacus. Yeah. Spartacus Ellis. 1969, back on the appropriate show. I like the way they got their boxes from Muji. Uh, <gasps> Look at these things. Nine, when were you born, Simon? 59. 59, so yeah. let's have a... Let's see what's going on, 1959. 58. 58. There might be a box of pictures of me at the hospital. Go. Here we are, there's box 1959. This is... The box that I expected to see is rather gorgeous. Yeah, really old. Discoloured. Discoloured. And again, negatives. Can we get a sound of rustling in the negatives? <laughs> okay, here comes a Can we see picture library. Return today, 1959. This one's definitely overdue. And yes, it's a baby in arms, but much older. Toddler. Mm. I can't see that. 
Dressed up, people dressed up to the nines. Ball gowns, a lot of ball gowns in this. I wonder where that expression comes from. Dressed up to the nines? Yeah. My God, can you imagine this is the dark room that this was made in, the photographer? Look, baby. This is, this is spirit photography. <laughs> this is some of this stuff. Quite spooky. It's overwhelming the amount of humanity that is in these boxes and in these papers and in these pages. And to work at an archive like this. Do you remember that Laurie Anderson song, one of them, or a Laurie Anderson piece, if you call them songs, where she said there's more people alive now than have ever been dead? Yeah. Apparently that's absolutely not true. <laughs> there's an awful lot of dead people. Well, I think, after this, I think maybe we should go on oh, to one of the other floors. Okay. I'll just see if we got it. We... Oh! Ah. What? Oh my God! <laughs> no. That's really, it did, that was clever. Okay. Well, no. Yeah, that's my that's childhood here we in are. a box there. Part of my childhood in a box in the here middle of are. this. I thought we were actually on another floor. Oh, so this is all, yeah. It. Um, it wasn't intended. Yeah, absolutely not intended at all. I thought we were on that's, the um, this That's, well, there's my brother's photographs. All of them, and this trunk. This let's trunk? Take it, let's take it out. Oh my God. Let's take it out. How long has this trunk been in here? When did you, you donated it or you brought it in? Or? Not donated, we've got a rather nice business deal going on here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. one of the things they did, because I had this trunk for many years in my life. My brother died in 69 and I had this trunk. And look, actually you've got his trunk right next to 1945, which was the year he was born actually. Um, so this trunk was full of his negatives and his photographs, amongst some other things, and it was impossible for me to sort out. It was too precious, it was too difficult, it was too organised. What we're seeing here is just shelves and shelves of organisation, that's something I couldn't do. And I brought it to Getty, and with much love and care, they did organise it. This is the first time I've ever had to look in this trunk using reading glasses. <laughs> oh my. Look. This, this is, yeah, look, sort of radical. That could be, I mean, some of these people. Um, what's her name who started Release and Spare Rib? Caroline Kuhn. I think Caroline that's, Kuhn. I yeah. think that's actually Caroline Kuhn. That could well be. I actually... She's on, uh, there's a chimney possibly of Notting Hill Gate or somewhere. Similar. That's Brompton Cemetery. I recognise the location that's been used as a... Let's see what it's got on the back. Nothing written on it, unfortunately. Uh, I actually spoke to Caroline Kuhn about all this stuff, and she was really super aggressive at first about my brother as well. And then I met her again with Dougie, Dougie Fields, and she was super nice and apologised for being super aggressive. Must have been one of those days. I mean, look at this stuff. This is just so the 60s. At this point in the conversations at Getty, we actually lost a little bit of the recording as we wandered about and unintentionally at this moment in the journey, as it's something we were intending to do on another visit, we came across my brother's trunk of photographs which for many years had sat gathering dust at my mother's house before um, some of the photographs featuring actually on the front cover of the Independent newspaper um, talking about my brother and his work in Prague, at which point um, I was lucky enough to be invited to contribute my brother's photographs to the Getty Archive. So forgetting the stomping about and oh look there, surprise, 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 here's a trunk on the floor with my brother's archives and much of my psyche buried within. The adventures continue as we talk about the photographs we found and ever onwards.
developed in D76. That's the shot that was used with the, with the nipples slipping, slicking through the dress. How does it make you feel digging through that box? Asking me to identify my feelings. Yes. Why not? <laughs> um, Why not? We're just incredibly connected with the strand of history and also very connected with what we've got here, the whole Getty place. There's, you know, I've, I've, I've got my little home in the middle of this huge part of... My experience of it today, of coming to here, the comment I made earlier on about the books they had in heaven when you go to heaven. And you know those lovely old kind ledgers. of... nineteen, Yeah, the, the ledgers. And, and this whole place just feels like a ledger of humanity with things listed. And you think of films like um, Wings of Desire, where everyone's got the angels sitting. And there's the beautiful scene in the library there. And there's something about this here, the cataloguing, the... Uh, detailing the recording of the minutiae of humanity and how it never changes, never changes, and it leads the past is connected with the future. I mean, it's I I feel very very connected with this. Um, it's it's funny how much how much we all live with our history, and you know we live in the present day. We live in our history too. It's stuff that I do consider an awful lot in my own work as an artist. When was the last time you saw this material? Um, How long ago? Uh, probably ten years ago, oh. I should think. Okay, so it's maybe maybe that long ago, but still very familiar. I mean, this girl here, she actually looks like someone I know that goes to NA now in the sort of present day, I can't remember who or what, but you know there's a great, as if no time has changed very 60s haircut it's kind of coming round again and also there's, there's, there's much more familiarity, I think, you know, when I first used to see this as a kid it was something, you know, that my brother did. He was the photographer, but it's something I do so much myself now. You know, I work as an artist, as a photographer. That and ten years is quite a significant period of time. You know, if yeah. you said the last time, in that time, I mean, you're now 50, and so you're 40. Mm -hmm. Other things were taking place in life. Sure. Between then and now, you'd be doing, working much more as a... I think it's... In a diverse... Diverse fields as an artist. I mean, within I mean, within this trunk, the whole history of the sort of loss of my brother when I was ten, and the, the glamorama of my brother. You know, he was the photographer from Blow Up kind of thing. He was this very powerful, very glamorous figure, and it's taken me a lifetime up till this point to reach a certain degree of parity with him and an acceptance of him um, as rather than this sort of absolute hero. And he was only 24 when he died, which seems so young now, but he's still this... In a car crash. In a car crash, yes. yeah. And, um, which seems like a very 60s kind of death. Yeah, very much. You know, it's not, the, the, it's the, whole, the whole thing, uh, my brother was very much... You know, he embodies the... I don't want to use the word clichés, but he embodies the, the markers, the signs, the symbols of the 60s in many respects. Um, coming from Essex, from a council estate in Essex, coming up and making. Cause, what was it? I watched lots of movies and looking at post war films, 1940s, 1950s, and there's some Sherlock Holmesy type films and things like that, where you've got awfully, awfully posh actresses play, playing really common people, but you know, you can tell by the actress, it's actually really posh awfully posh actresses have to play common people because they didn't have common people in films and I think that was something that happened in the 1960s possibly through the development of the welfare state and this this kind of access to things um, that happened with the sort of post-war socialism and things and then in the 1960s you had the David Bailey's and like my brother and things like that that really broke through 
all of these boundaries and barriers that weren't there. And I'm just kind of... Hmm? Terence Stamp? Terence Stamp, yeah, all of these. And, you know, I don't know how absolute that is. That's something I'm only just beginning to understand. I think it was in... It was what we were talking about, the accents, in a movie the other night, Pippa and I, and... You you could tell these women were awfully posh. And they were being real Cockney-like. I can't even do it. It's like Americans trying to do Cockney. Anyway, back to the trunk. Um, I actually got a check. I got a check at Christmas from Getty uh, for about £170. And that was from a photograph my brother took of... um, who just died, Ken Russell. Ken Russell, yes. yeah. On pictures. So, so living in love, in fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. on the shoot. So he was there on the shoot, so got there. So I get another check, and I'm, I have a running joke every time a check comes, which is, oh, look, the dead brother that just keeps on giving. Boom, boom. Rather dry. A lot of sadness hidden in that. The glamour photograph with the cigarette. Do you want to have a room? Can I have a little? Yeah, go, no, please. I, I feel almost I shouldn't have been rummaging, but now I've decided to rummage anyway, with or without trouble. Women in Love, there you go. There it is. Stephen Tushko. Yeah. Oh, what, here and there? Yes. There it is. That's it, so. Yes, this is, uh, yeah, there he is. Ken, this is the shoot, and you've got uh, Alan Bates. This is, and there's Ken Russell himself. So, yeah, there's evidence of his work. Oh, lots of fur coats as well. Yeah, big, big fur coats. Well, Ken Russell was a very good example of what you were talking about before. He was, you know, chirpy chappy. You could have ended up a taxi driver. Mm-hmm. But he went on another route um, through film. There was, I was talking with um, Dudley, Dudley Sutton, national treasure, well known. Um, and he, you know, he was in The Devils. And he was telling me the backstory on that. He got the call, you know, like, we've got a part for you in The Devils. Do you ride a horse? And obviously he goes, well, of course I can. Yeah, yeah, no trouble. Which, because he'd never even been near a horse. He'd never even read the racing news. So if you see him in the film looking really rather uncomfortable on a horse, that's because he was extremely terrified. <laughs> but the old pro that he was didn't show that. Yeah, here's the live box here. Yeah, yeah nice large box. Yeah. Oh, uh, we've got some art cards. Yeah, when well, my brother went to art school, he really, he pushed his way through. He studied a lot, he travelled a lot. This is very early stuff, and my brother's here. Okay, can I, a little question here about your, yeah. about your, your brother's career, what he was doing, because here, we, much of the work we're looking at here is his um, fashion photography, lifestyle, which wasn't called no, lifestyle then. No, let's not use that word. It wasn't called that. There's no such thing. Um, but then sort of ends up in Prague, mm-hmm. right in the centre of things that were taking place in Prague during the, Eastern, uh, during the, uh, was it the spring uprising, or was, that, was it Budapest? It was Prague, yeah. It was he, Prague. Um, when I first started used, or trying to get the archive out, and we had the article by Robert Muir in The Independent, and various people contacted me, and there was a guy who, uh, one of Stefan's friends, and apparently Stefan borrowed the money to go out to um, like the Israeli Six-Day War. He had to borrow the money from his friends who actually funded him, and he went and... Uh, with Prague, he pretended to be a Russian, a Polish student going back to study, and he was able to get in. So he was the first Western, as it was then, journalist. And how unreal that notion of the Cold War and Eastern Europe is now. I mean, you're the same as me. We were absolutely brought up with that as a, as a harsh reality in 89. It kind of just went, it was gone, it was as if it never existed, which of course it didn't. It was just an. That's also not true. I was going to say it was, it was just this um, construct, but it was a construct that was held up with barbed wire, with guns and dogs and bombs, having been to Berlin, been, been through Checkpoint Charlie, in fact. So did, did, he swing between, did he swing between sort of photo photojournalism yeah. and, and back, back to sort of, sort of swanky models on yeah. stores and things? So um, was very much. And, and once again, well, one thing you have to remember again, I always have to remember, that he was only 24 when he died. So this whole 
sort of very impressive archive is was from a really young artist who sort of barely got it. Here's now is a really nice strip of pictures in an open top sports car. And this is Heather. That was my brother's girlfriend for a long time. And all of us, I mean, my brother got me into model. I modeled the first space hopper in Europe for the Daily Express in Holland Park in 1968. And so we all kind of got involved and worked with, but this is Heather, who after she split up with my brother, um, I think she went out with Donovan, and then she married Bert Jansch from Pentangle. So she obviously had a penchant for folky singers. It would be nice to contact her too. Heather, if you're out there, give us a contact. And a lot of these, I mean, I remember these are Chelsea pensioners. So this is actually in Chelsea, at the um, Chelsea pensioners' home there. And um, a lot of these, I remember I spent a lot of time in the dark room with my brother. He had a flat in Westbourne Terrace in Paddington. And um, it was a basement flat. And it was, just, it was just really groovy, orange, purple walls. Record player playing Miles Davis. Um, Bush record. In fact, he had a stereo, the first stereo I ever saw. But it was a stereo with only one loudspeaker for some reason. <laughs> when you did, did, did you ever stand in? Did you ever do the experiment suggested in the manual with this? You know, when you got a stereo, you would have to stand and try and find find the stereo, the full stereo effect. Did you ever do that? Very much so. But once that was actually after my brother died, because that was one of the things I got his stereo, and we tried to make it work. And then, you know, really did get into the stereo headphones was the big leap forward, but it's another thing. But this, I can, you know, really go back to the red light of the darkroom, the smell of the chemicals, and there was a sort of big bin where the prints that were no good or whatever, that were instantly rejected, get thrown down straight into the bin. And his dog, who's called Turnip, used to lick the prints in the bin and actually went blind in one eye with bromide poisoning. Well, I've, I've, I've <laughs> read recently there's only six professional photographers who actually work with darkrooms in, in London now. Really? Yeah, they have simply no one is, you know, the darkrooms is to, well, to exist in the professional I mean, world of photography. As a photographer, I can agree that there's virtually no point. Um, but I am about to build... Kevin Coyne. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's got to be from me. <laughs> That's, I would have thought that's from me that slipped in here. Isn't that out of time? Was Kevin Coyne's not 60s, is he? Mm. Kevin Coyne's more like when we were kids. Uh, 70s. So that's an interesting thing that some of my stuff must Could be here be. in the archive too. Yeah. We'll leave it in there as a nice mix-up. I mean, it's, it's, you've got all these paper-wrapped negatives. Vogue-type model. Now, by Vogue type model, that's handwriting. That was someone before Getty. We found someone to try to help. Oh, look at these. Oh my God, these are colored transparencies. Kind of that, really moody. Yes. Big, that's, that's 120 film, isn't it? Is it 120? So what would be so nice Big orange top. Can yeah, you that's see? That's beauty. That's a beauty. Absolutely fantastic. Just a bit of synthetic. Is it some sort of? There's no smell to it anymore. I want the smell of the um, emulsion and celluloid. Uh, it looks like almost like if we're, we're close sighted to like bedroom wear. Nighty. My mother had something that looked like a nightmare, <laughs> but it wasn't. It, it wasn't. was. It was day wear. Day wear. Yeah. Uh huh. But synthetic. Uh, materials. Mm. There's so much, I mean, with, uh, with the enormity and overwhelmingness of the, of the Getty archive and looking at this as the whole humanity, the way for me to explore it forward is actually to take these negatives out of here and start working with them in a way, which is definitely something to do. Yeah. But there's also, I haven't, I think up till this point, reaching the point of 52 years old, that if I'd started to do this before in my work as an artist, I think this stuff would have overwhelmed my own practice. I'm reaching a point, like Superman, I have enough kryptonite to deal with it. Because it's strong, it's very, very powerful stuff. Do you want to close the box? Go on then. And then we'll put 
spend forever in that box. Oh. Oh, look at that. This is a this is Treasure Island trunk. It's it's really a, it is. It's, it's a genuinely it's a, a Treasure, treasure Island. It, it could even be a theatrical prop. Mind mm -hmm. you, it's coloured. It's got all this purple colour. Is that him or you? Yeah, that was possibly me, possibly him. Yeah. We got a colour television from my brother. It was colour because it was a black and white TV which had painted orange gloss. Okay. Very can't be straight. Excellent. Well, I think it was just we just got a sort of a sort of thumbs up from one of our um, one of our hosts to say kind of maybe it's, it might be closing. In fact, quite soon it closes quite soon. So okay. Maybe we just go down a bit downstairs. Okay. Take in. How's the Daily Express? Stand around, get a bit of vitamin D. Nice gentleman, look at their striped trousers. City sort. Thing to do. Extraordinary Great. photograph. Well, this, uh, this, these are colour, but I think these are. Yeah, these are prints. Uh huh. These are prints. As opposed to photographs. Mm. Which is another aspect of the. The archive people tend to forget. So you've got, I didn't know you had any of this stuff. Yes. What are these? Engravings. These are engravings. Which were collected when, when it was part of the BBC, in fact. Four years in their programs. Okay. Big vision of having your own pictures and not having to pay anybody. All of us fighting. Yeah. That'd be on YouTube now, wouldn't it? It would. And they'd be accused of faking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's lots of things, song sheets, there's um, oh colour ones as well. Beautiful things, I think. Oh, this is this is a See, here we've got the war under war 1870-1871, Franco-Prussian. Look at these, these are extraordinary photographs. Uh, this uh, from the Radio Times. With all kinds of stamps on the so back. So Halton's BBC. Yes it was. Fantastic. Look at this. And the Quai Pelletier and Pont d'Arcol in the Hotel Ville during the Paris Commune in 1871. Yeah. Let's see. Look. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Oof. Stamps. There we are. Like stamps made. I just so want to stamp everything. <laughs> I've got a stamp made. Because in India it costs yeah, about 50 yeah. So here we are. This is, this is, I mean, this is, the commune, the communards, of course, is something that is very much referenced these days with the par current political dissent. But as you know, we see through the layers of looking at the pitch of the protest up there in the 60s, it's just the same old, same old, same old, same old. And not as a criticism, but just noticing how nothing changes. And here you've got, within the same drawer, we've got the Paris commune. This is Paris, this is the communards too? Or is this? Statue of Napoleon. Yeah, Cologne, uh, Franco-Prussian post, Paris Commune. Yes, so it's down. But if we go back about 15 folders, we're into the Zulus. It's fantastic. Just the, 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 this whole place is like having a map of the whole world with ribbons and pins and join up and go pin. That joins to that now all of a sudden. And yes. hang on, this one has oh, to go yes. back. In the, the communards, can we just flick through the communards yeah. a little bit more? When I look through Stefan's trunk upstairs, I realise that's the first time I've had to look at it with reading glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> I could see very clearly before. Oh my gosh. This is... 
reading glasses. <laughs> Barricade, yeah. Barricades in the Rue Castigliani. In 23rd of May, 29th of May, 1871. So that's the Frank... No, it's actually not communards. That's the Franco-Russian... So did the Russians invade Paris? Russia. Russia. The Russians... Uh, Prussia. Prussia. Prussia being Czechoslovakia. Is that right or not? I mean, trying to put it into a context. Prussian, of course. But what's that? Yeah. This is that is in a this that's a looks like an assassination uh, uh, to shoot against a wall. Yeah, but the assassination of sixty-two hostages mm -hmm. in Haxo Road, Belleville, France, by the communards, mm. by the communards, the communards assassinate, assassinating. Yeah. So the communards actually assassinated sixty-two hostages, and this is in civil war between the Third Republic and the Paris Commune. So you've actually got the communards just about to shoot. There's like a whole gang armed of men, women, some with uniforms, about to shoot the establishment. What an extraordinary shot. What an yes. extraordinary thing to and, happen. And the uh, people are dressed with, uh, like, not, they look as if they're at the races. This doesn't seem to be any suggestion that they're, that well, the communards were the com they, they were the common people, you know, such. It was kind of like, you know, these women there, they probably work in a shop, boulangerie, whatever, and there she is with a pistol right in the front of the queue about to shoot a wall full of 60-odd people. That's something I knew nothing about. The clarity of these people, absoluteness of them. What's the very famous picture from the Russian Civil War? Of the guy falling backwards being shot. Who took that? Spanish Civil War. What did I say? What war? Spanish Civil War. Robert Cabot. Isn't it? Is it? Is the jury out? Did he fake that shot or not? The jury's still out. Okay, the jury's still out. Probably not likely to be back. No. This. Yeah. Yeah. There's another assassination here. Well, do we call this this execution? Now, why the the hostages were assassinated? We're here. This is after the Paris Commune, and this is an execution as opposed to an assassination. So that's legal. Yeah, legal term. Legal, part but of the legal process. What's really interesting is this guy here is obviously one of the communards, nonchalantly leaning up against the wall with his arms crossed, going, yeah, okay, what are you going to do? Shoot me? And the answer is yes. They're just about to. And look, all the kids watching. And one guy missed out here for some reason. That's either a fault or he's actually been taken out. Uh, the picture. Invisible. <laughs> yeah, it's taken out of history. It's probably Woody Allen. So how long are we looking just at one picture? How we can just concentrate and soak and get so much. Look at the houses here with the sort of blacked out windows, broken windows, people spilling out of the house and a huge shooting party it's not called a sh that's pheasants what do you call a firing squad massive firing squad destruction of the monuments here and the columns gone that's the classic picture of the communards in their coffins anonymous corpses and that's from the Gersh Gershine collection USA and I actually used this image recently in a bit of agitprop where I put this with the um, Westminster City Council logo in reference to their new homeless policy i.e. they're banning soup kitchens so I'll put that together Westminster City Council the cheaper it is the more you die the more we like it or something like that I'm sure the communards wouldn't have minded extraordinary powerful um, that's the Place Vendôme, isn't it? And the, the yeah, that's up now. That's opposite the Ritz Hotel now. And here it is in 1871, toppled. So they must have rebuilt it. Who knew that? So that was from when the Communards to Paris. I need to study this area. How many times is that going to happen? We're going through the archive. I have to study this. Um, I was staying in the Ritz a couple of years ago and it was really nice 
My friend Gervais, who's an antique dealer, has got a beaten up old white van and he came to pick me up to take me to a party and you've got all of these um, black window limos pulling up and you've got people standing place on photographing people coming in and out of the Ritz and Jerv turned up in the beaten up old white van and pulled up in front of the Ritz to pick me up in that it was a lovely moment they did not open the door for me which one did that come from the Paris Commune here yeah. yes hundreds and hundreds of photographs of the Commune do we have an uh, what's the current estimate of photographs or images rather here Millions. Uh, very, uh, yeah, many, many tens of millions, uh, somewhere between the region of 18 and 19. You can't really put a figure on it. No. Um, you can sort of look at boxes and folders and things, but you don't know how many individual pictures are in each. Right. Physically counting. And it's continuously coming in. There's continuously... <laughs> they come in in kind of bursts. Blocks of yes. boxes. Yes. Trunks. Yes. I swear I actually went a little dizzy then when you said 80 or 90 million. Okay? <laughs> I, I, I steadied myself on this box of photographs. Because yeah. um, the idea of just, just how much I engaged and got sucked into those, looking at those, you know, one, for instance, that one communard picture. And it, it's like being in a big cache of drugs, isn't it? It's like, you know, the idea of this giant bag of drug and you sort of go, oh my God, I get really dizzy at the thought of it. And that's, that's what it is here. It's that powerful, more powerful than a drug could ever be. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> They're rather swish new cases, by the way. They are. They're quite recent, actually. Not IKEA. No. <laughs> <laughs> You have been listening to Isotopica, a sonic detour with me, Simon Tishko, here on Resonance 104.4 FM. Thanks once again to David Ellis and Paul Prowse at Getty Images and Joe Langton for the sound recording. And uh, you can find the Getty Picture Library at gettyimages.co.uk. And further details, links, etc., and previous episodes of Isotopica can be found at www.theculture.net. Thank you very much for listening today and hope to be with you again, same time, same place, same channel next week on Resonance 104.4 FM. It's me, Simon Tishko, saying channel for now. It's a wonder. Wonder Woman, you're so wild and wonderful, cause it seems whenever we're together, the planets all stand still. Psychedella, there's a kind of cockle shell about you. Barbarella, Barbarella. Mm, dazzle me with rainbow color, fade away the color shade of living. Get me up high, teach me to fly, electrify. Above the stratosphere, bring your dearness near till the dawn comes tumbling down. Don't make a sound. Every word we need comes from the skies. Can't you read my eyes? Say it loud. Oh, you give me a cold shoulder. Still I'm dying, girl, to hold you and make love, love. A Barbarella Sacadella Never can a fella name or call you Barbarella, Barbarella Barbarella, Barbarella Barbarella, Barbarella Bye.